Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Supergirl movie coming to the DC? Huh. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. Oh my god, it's so weird when it's only the two of us doing it. And I put both of our hands in and then it's four. I feel bad because we we put our rings in for anybody on iTunes or our hands in and I I ringed you and you ringed me. It's dangerous when women's hands touch and the rings and ha but um (laughs) guys, welcome back to DC Movie News. I am not Johnny LaQuasto because he is on a secret mission that is not so secret, aka saving the world. AKA doing comedy and giving blood and all of those things in possibly Afghanistan this time. Pakistan. Pakistan. Pakistan Wait, he, I think. He's always all over the place. I can't keep up with him. I never know. It's he, always he's somewhere up with the saving the somewhere, world. Saving the world, giving blood, and making jokes. Being awesome. Being awesome. Uh, which is almost as cool as what Mike Kalinowski is doing, which is just not being here. Uh, <laughs> We're still mad at him because of his killer Kalinowski turn. And Adam Gertler, who is doing some New York business. Always making yummy noms and making me hungry every time I get on his Instagram. I missed him so much I went to Doghouse and had his sausage. It's so good. I I have to have his sausage once a week. Minimum. Need it every time. See what I did there. That's a good way to start off the show. Yeah, definitely. That means that I'm Roxy Stryer, and that beautiful, amazing, talented, wonderful person over there is Elena. Bring the pain of Jordan. Yeah, and I'm glad that you're here because you say my whole name. Why does nobody else say your middle you're name? You're the only one who says, bring the pain And it's your middle name. It's part of the whole thing. Everybody it's my Roxy-given middle name. Yes. It's like, Gosh. come on, guys. Get why, on it. Why can't you get it right? Why can't you get it right? <laughs> We don't have Bat Anthony with us tonight, though. We don't. Elena, we have... do you want to introduce our, our new uh, DC'd engineer? Yes, Jeff Graham, or as I call AKA. him, Shaz. Shaz Graham. Shaz Graham. Yeah. Shazam. I am Jeff honored to be here, you guys. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to join your wonderful superhero show. Yay! Jeff is the biggest DC fan of all time, so we're going to pick his brain and get all of his DC knowledge. I'm ready. I thought up until last week that DC Comics meant political comics, mm. so um, I'll, I'll let you two take the reins here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he did actually watch Justice League last night, A the first 90 minutes, and... Thought it was close to what did you say, Jeff? Well, I don't want to offend the fans. Um, <laughs> I, That's I, all you have to say. I think <laughs> I was entertained. It reminded me of a very, very good Disney Channel original movie, which in all my right, world well. is actually a compliment. So you know what? I will take that every single time. We have tons to talk about today. Yes, and. Everything that we have to talk about today, I kind of feel like saying with a question mark after it, not because it's not happening, but just because 
Riddler style. Huh? Like, yeah, I should have like, worn my Riddler dress today. This I should have worn my oh, Riddler outfit We would have been today. twins, and we would have been like, we don't know if any of this is accurate. Why don't we plan that for some point? <sighs> We're gonna. We need to plan this. We'll call each other. Oh. We'll set this up. 100% it's happening. Now it's <laughs> happening, and we can't avoid it. Let's talk about Supergirl. Yes! Because this is a movie that is now possibly happening, uh, and there's a script that's being made by Oren Uziel, who has a wonderfully horrible, wonderful track record. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat, 22nd Jump Street, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. I love 22nd Jump Street. 22nd thought- Jump Street was amazing. It was really great, but that's... 22 of, Jump Street. Of, I just realized I said 22nd. You're fine. I wasn't even going to point that out. <laughs> I was just going to slide on through with it. Of his movies, that would be the one that I would say yes to. The other ones... I love Mortal Kombat personally but i really do even though i have a personal resentment to it though because my old roommate used to say hey do you want to play mortal kombat and i fell for this twice i walk in the door and they just start beating me up while mortal kombat is on in the background like with styrofoam things so i was like all right well fine that doesn't really count i wonder why you moved (laughs) sounds like a very healthy roommate relationship (laughs) whoa goodness what are you thinking about this? It just take aside who's writing it for a second. Just the fact that the movie is happening. How do you feel that we're getting a live action Supergirl film? Possibly. Is that something that excites you? Or? I mean, I think it makes sense considering, like, Walter Hamamata has been saying that he was going to take everything into basically when he took over the helm at. DC is that it's going to be very focused on solo films and kind of building the universe first before making all of these kind of team ups. So it makes sense to me that we would have Supergirl right now being represented on screen for the first time in a very long time and being able to kind of readapt it. I think the big question most people have is how is Superman going to show up in this? And is this going to be Cavill as Superman or is there going to be a different one? But Part of me is kind of annoyed that that's the big question is that when Supergirl comes up is that everyone asks about Superman. And I'm like, how about we just focus on the fact that we just had Wonder Woman, which was incredibly successful. Let's replicate that with some more badass female superheroes without the first question being, where's Superman? I agree. And also, you raise some really great questions. Uh, number one, what world is this in? Is there a Superman? And if there is, is it Henry Cavill? Number two, why as a society is that our first question? (laughs) Because that seems to be a little strange. Number three, what does this mean for Melissa Benoist and her, her CW show? As we've seen, other than with The Flash, once the movies get the characters, the TV shows have to lose them uh, for the most part. Uh, could this be Melissa on the big screen? I've seen a lot of people talking about that because if it's in an alternate universe, why the F not? If we're not going to have like the Cavill they're situation? not going to do Grant Gustin, and when they get Ezra Miller, I feel like they're going to do the same thing. They're going to get somebody other than Melissa, but I don't think she needs to worry. I don't think we need to worry because Supergirl, the TV show, has been so successful. But this I don't last think season having... was such poopy, Elena. That's true. That's <laughs> and true. And next season is a weird red sun storyline, and it was also we're going to double down on the poop. 
But they keep nobody doing likes two really, really good crossovers. And I know we'll talk a little bit about this later in TV time, kind oh, of yeah. the big reveal of this year's crossover. But I think having these kind of tied into each other, I think because we've seen The Flash successfully portrayed by Grant Gustin on TV and by Ezra Miller on film, I think we're going to have the same situation with this. And I think partly, too, to go back to the question of why everybody's asking about Superman, this was a big question when the TV show came out, was because they spent the whole first season just alluding to him, and it wasn't until they brought Tyler Hecklin on to be Superman, and even then the big push was, we want more Hecklin. But he so, was great, though. He was great. And, that's, and that is a problem sometimes. And people are and better... great, too. She's so. amazing. But... The I feel as if her strength is diminished when he is there. So I get why they don't use him all of the time. Question in the chat, by the way, if you don't join us live in the chat, you absolutely should because we are live every single Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We always read what you guys have to say because you're fabulous. Spencer says, I don't want to see Supergirl replace a Man of Steel sequel. Would rather see her introduced in that. Do you feel like this puts Man of Steel 2 at risk in any way or they're completely different entities? I think they're totally different. The fact that we're having multiple Jokers simultaneously I think lets us know that we don't need to worry about one entity stepping on the other. I don't think Supergirl is going to take away Man of Steel. I don't think that that they're going to let that happen at all because if they have a successful property DC is good about saying okay, this is successful. Let's latch on to that. Case in point, Wonder Woman 1984. And I feel like they're going to say, look we've had a very successful Superman. People have all been very gung-ho for Henry Cavill. Everybody loves Cavill. So I don't think we need to worry about Man of Steel 2. I don't think that Supergirl is going to replace it. I don't think she should be introduced in his movie because we've seen he kind of overshadows that character. Because it's almost like nobody would care if yeah. she's introduced there. It's, and people aren't going to stop and be like, it's Supergirl! Because we already are with him, and, and she's just not as well-known at the time. Although the CW show has done a lot for her popularity, yeah. and I feel like a lot of the people who do wear the emblem are wearing it to rep her at this point, especially a lot of the younger audience, mm-hmm. which is cool. We haven't mentioned it all, and I've been noticing this in all of the articles This seems to be not spoken about. This movie hasn't been spoken about in quite some time. The 1984 Supergirl that we do not speak often of. Do you yeah. think that this is hurting or helping our our future Supergirl potential movie? And uh, how did you... When's the last time you even saw that movie? How do you feel about our OG live-action Supergirl? You know what? I feel like we don't need to really worry about the old <laughs> entities affecting the new ones. Nobody's looking towards that one to affect this one. I mean, I... I liked it. I like a Me lot too. of more. It's, yeah. it's underrated, I have to I say. I think so, too. I loved it. I mean, there were so many things. I also loved, I mean, like the old Superman TV show, though, like going back to, like, I liked all of the kind of classic 80s, 90s, kind of kitschy superhero things. So Dean Cain, Terry uh, Did you see Hatcher? Terry Hatcher dress up as Lois Lane at Comic-Con and walk around looking for Superman? How did I miss this? Matt uh, Ryan actually filmed it. Yeah, really? So, but you guys should go look on YouTube. There's a video of Terry Hatcher dressed as her OG character as Lois Lane walking around talking to all the Superman looking for for Superman. I have to see that. How did awesome. I miss that? Maybe yeah. maybe our Graham, how do we say it? Shazam. 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 <laughs> uh, can look that up in the booth. Let's see. All right, he's checking it out. 
I loved Harry Hatcher. She's so cool. She's just such an awesome person. Yo, it's fine. I'm coming out in a movie with her next year. It's whatever. Okay, say this. Uh, Vince <laughs> in the chat says 1984 Supergirl, LOL, fake boobs. <laughs> if that's what you take from the movie. That's what you like, take from the whole movie. Uh, and then uh, Eon001 says. Real power. That's true. Uh, Eon001 says, How would it hurt? There's not a single millennial alive that even knows that exists, which is kind of true. Uh, uh, I that can't is even, a little bit true. I can't even deny it. Uh, oh my gosh. We're she's technically so cute. millennials. Yeah, and I know we, it exists. We know this exists. We also host a show called DC That's Movie News. That's true. Though, I guess so that is a little bit. We're a little biased. We didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff, how are we doing on that? Do we find any footage? Oh, okay. I can pull up footage. I found a photo, and I will look for footage right oh, now. Oh, okay. Oh, we got a picture out there. Oh, because that's what you were saying. She was looking for Superman. There was some footage. Of yeah, it. there was like a whole video that they did, but. Either Sh- way, it's just Sh- Graham. Just Sh- 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 Graham in the house. We'll move on, and then I'm if you, if you find it, it you know. you'll <laughs> let us know. Uh, let's move forward because that's all the information we really have about Supergirl potential yes. movie right now. So I don't want to put any negative vibes out there because maybe this movie rocks. I think it has the potential to be great. Oh, here we go. I think we have the video. Ooh. This is just Graham in the house. Yes. She went to SDCC for everybody who's on iTunes on a quest to find the Man of Steel. The Man of Steel. Hi, I'm here at Comic-Con in San Diego. It's a beautiful day, and I'm looking for Superman. By the way, she looks about (laughs) 25 years old. Isn't that insane? She's looked the exact same age her whole life. I'm like, get out of here, Terry Hatcher. San Diego Comic-Con. She's too fun, too gorgeous. Tell me, I should be able to find a certain flying. Did she say she'd never been to Comic-Con? Somewhere around here. So I'm going to hit the ground running. And just looking in the trash can for Superman. Yes. I don't think he's in I've there, honey. I've been here for over an hour, and I'm Did looking for Superman. She finds Catwoman? She finds, Catwoman. Find she finds a lot of people. The, the video goes on for a while, but... Superman. I believe... Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty Thank you. incredible. Thank you, Shaz Graham, for that Now, one footage. place we know that we won't see Superman, though... Amazing transition. <laughs> Nailed that. You guys don't even know at home how oh, good that was. You're about in to. Aquaman. Aquaman. Aquaman will feature <laughs> no soups, no nope. JL members at all. Mm-hmm. This is something that I feel as if was news that didn't be need to be announced in because we all knew this, but news that did be need to be announced because the general population didn't know this. And I think James Wan was like, I do not want any people coming under to this movie under false pretenses and showing up being like where's superman where's batman like all of that so he was just clearing the air and letting everybody know uh do you want to read do you have his uh quote pulled up if not i have it here if you want me to he said uh i wanted he was talking to entertainment weekly and this is james wan again the director of aquaman i wanted to keep the story to the world of aquaman and not have to worry about what other characters are doing in their films and how that would affect us. I just thought the simplest way was to keep it clean, keep it simple, and let it be an Aquaman story. Which I think is a great idea. Round of applause for him here. You don't need to include all the other characters because, like you said, you don't know what they're doing in their stories. Mm -hmm. And if you take, for example, Wonder Woman, we know from Justice League that Wonder Woman... After uh, after her solo movie had been incognito for a really long time, and now 
Patty Jenkins has the hard task of having to figure out, so how do I do a movie in between those two things? Because my hands are tied a little bit here because of something that's happened in another movie. My hands are tied. Luckily, when Wonder yeah. Woman's hands are tied, it just creates an amazing energy V-true. that knocks V-true everybody right. on their butts, yes. literally. So I think that's exactly what's going to happen. But it's very challenging for these filmmakers because they're not making all of the films to be tied and restricted in that this way. This is what I think is so smart about the direction that they're going now. And I think that Walter is a genius, Hamamata, uh, for taking everything and letting us focus on these individuals instead of trying to kind of poorly replicate what Marvel's been doing. Because Marvel has all of these separate stories that are all happening at the same time. And so these stories can tie into each other because there is an overarching theme. They have a set show Bible of this is what happens. These are key points in the timeline. And we know this. So when we bring in directors, when we bring in screenwriters, this is the mold that it has to fit. Right. Whereas DC is more lenient, which is good because it can result in amazing work like the whole Dark Knight trilogy that if we had a set kind of, I don't want to say... Structure. Yeah, I don't want to say limitations, but a structure, yeah, that could potentially keep that from, or kind of go against some of the, the director's ideas. This is what is DC's forte. So instead of fighting it, I think leaning into it and having all of these individual stories focus on the actual character instead of trying to bring in all of these people, that's genius. It's a way better idea. Yes, and it's also not a film, and I'm not saying that BVS did this perfectly, but the reason that we were able to introduce Batman in a movie that also had Superman and introduce Wonder Woman in that way is because they are our three biggest characters. They are the three most popular characters, and everybody going to that movie has an not a complete understanding of the background of these characters, but knows at least... Or the background. Ha 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 ha. Is that our second pun of the day? We might be on third by now. Go Elena. Go Elena. <laughs> They have some kind of idea going in who Superman is, who Batman is. They've been in so many movies. They've had so many TV shows. We know who these characters are. Even if you don't know everything, you know a little bit. Going into an Aquaman movie, we have to introduce everybody. Like, every single character. Every single... Do you think that there are people... Like, I would say 0.001% of people know who Ocean Master is. L- less, Very few. I think people probably don't even know who Arthur Curry is. Like, I don't think people know, and obviously I'm preaching to the choir at home, nobody knows who these characters are. Nobody knows who Aquaman is. And that that's him. Like, nobody, nobody knows. So if you do not spend the time to develop these characters in a standalone movie, people are going to walk out not only confused, but upset because they spent money on something that made no sense to them. And I think that that is a brilliant point, is that with these kind of lesser-known characters, if you bring in... It's going to be like a Supergirl situation, where if you bring in Superman or you bring in these other characters, that's going to pull focus. Yes. And if it's the main intention is to make us attach and care about these characters, like we have the other characters that we've grown up with our whole lives being inundated with the bat signal everywhere, we haven't had that with Aquaman. But I'm thinking now, after this, because James Wan is very, very meticulously planning this and with Momoa 
I mean, you can't not love him. I think that, I agree with that. By yeah, the way. you can't not love you him. Can't Double not negatives love Jason for life. Mama. Yes, I think this is a, a great move. Zephra in the chat says the way those two approach things, referring to James Wan and Patty Jenkins, have been the best so far. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that in the worlds of DC, Patty and James, barring his film works out, are the strongest? I mean, I feel like that, I mean, that's a big statement to say of all of the movies that we've had, that those are the strongest. But I would say in recent memory, then yes, I would say definitely Wonder Woman being a prime example of it focusing just on Diana. I think this kind of taking a page of the same book, great move. A lot of people in the chat are saying that they're really happy about this move and that they never thought that any of the Justice League members would appear in Aquaman. And that is because you guys have been paying attention from day one when James Wan has basically hinted at that the entire time. So I am glad he straight up came out and said it because it wasn't for us. It was for the the people. The general masses. Who are you calling the people? Let's talk about Mara, though, now that we just talked about how nobody knows who any Aquaman characters are. Uh... Okay, there was a costume reveal based on, and I know that our our men of DC Movie News hate this, where a costume is revealed either either via Lego or via figure or whatever. I'll be honest, I kind of hate it too. I am somebody who doesn't like it, but I feel like they throw things. They like Adam just dumped out his beer somewhere wherever he is, (laughs) and Mike just kicked over a trash can. They're tossing these. Johnny took the needle that was giving blood from his arm out and (laughs) threw it at a little kid somewhere. He uh, would never do that. That would only be if he's like, this is for you, child. I, I like that you didn't say that Mike and Adam would never do that. Just, oh, just no. Johnny. 100% Adam would, would like, that. no. Yeah, you're so right. You're but so right. But Adam would kick a beer and Mike would light something on fire. For sure. But, for sure. oh my God, we don't even have that video. <laughs> Wait. It, it's we intense, were, though. We, we weren't sure if it would be a little bit too much for some of our PG-rated fans. That's true. What we were just talking about was important, but we have to pause that for a second so that I can tell you guys that we got a video this week from either a friend or a foe. We're not clear yet. Jury's still out. Jury's still I, it out. took a lot of time, so I think friend. It, I'm hoping friend imitating Elena, Mike, Adam, Johnny, and myself on DC Movie News and giving us each characters and if As you guys want to see it a stop motion movie it's it's pretty wild it's only a minute I mean, and a half it. and if you guys want to see it then please comment below on iTunes or on YouTube because we need to know if you guys want to check this out, we're putting it on you. If you want to see this video, it we will is play a little it next week. Much we will say it's not. It's not. It's a little PG ris- rated. It, it's but. a little risque. And again, it's just action figures. But there's a, there's there's a lot of action lot going on. Uh, <laughs> before we get to these action figures, though, I, I wanted to throw to you, Elena, because there, this is a weird show that we do here. But there are other shows that you might want to tune into. Also, some of oh them, some of them are less weird. Some of them are equally as weird, but maybe you guys want to check some of them out. But they're all great. So After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder for to serve television fans. But... We need your help. So we're asking that you guys please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. Yeah. 
which is also awesome. So there you go. And it's our sister network, so yes. they got to support it. They're the best. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be. They're totally optional. You can click off of them. So hit that subscribe button now. And not only for this channel, but also check out all of our other channels on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, let us know that you did so here in the comments. We'll thank you guys on air. And for now, thank you guys for being the best and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Yes. So Popcorn Talk, you're already here. You love it. But if you want to really dive into any of the DC-specific shows, you're wanna, you're going to want to check out AfterBuzz TV. So that's our sister network. And go see it. Back to the action figures. All right. What did you... Back to the I action. know that you don't like that this is how the Mara costume or one of them was introduced. <sighs> but what did you think like... about the actual design? Because it kind of freaky deaky me out. Well, it's weird because it's coming out around the same time that they're releasing the comic that has the uh, the new Mara look as well. And I really like the comic version a little bit better. Um, hmm. Kind of talking about the uh, different TV shows, we just said goodbye to Face Off, the very, very last episode ever aired. We did the final after show uh, last night. I know much you love that show. I love that show. That was the first show that I ever did for AfterBuzz like six years ago. But the reason that I'm pointing it out is because one of the finale contestants, if you go and watch it, they made this big lollipop ballerina that looks almost exactly like this doll. Like I was looking at it like, wow. oh my god, this is the exact outfit that was on Face Off last night. So hmm. it's weird to me that because that's kind of the the look that I'm getting is that it kind of makes me think more like a, uh, a big kind of feathered out or eclectic kind of more of a candy-esque. It seems very much, if they're going for the aquatic princess look, this is way less warrior and way more kind of kitschy little kid, kind of, which I understand. And it is a figure, so we don't know how right. closely this is going to be, but for anybody on iTunes, she's kind of in this white beaded top that is a very form-fitting long sleeve, and that look makes her look like a princess, but then the bottom is like starbursts were thrown yeah. at a at a big hoop skirt. Imagine if somebody took jellyfish tentacles and dyed each of them a different bright color and then had them all dance together and then that was the skirt. Pretty sure we just described it perfectly and if you are on iTunes, you now know exactly, exactly what, what it looks like. About. Identical. Trying to hold out on Identical. too much judgment. Ah, <laughs> the fourth one for the day. The pun queen. Although, <laughs> I have some puns myself and we're going to pun battle soon. Yes, I really want show. this to happen. You know what else I want to happen? And I'm just going to say it. And I know some people just out there it. don't just want it, it, but I want to happen. James Gunn coming to the WB, a.k.a. the worlds of DC. I, I know there are mixed opinions it. out there, but what better way to be like, and in case you can't see me right now, I might have just thrown my middle finger up at the sky. She just threw her birds of prey up. <laughs> Number five. So this would be kind of epic. I know that they're possibly in talks. There are rumors about this happening right now. And that Booster Gold might be a movie that was thrown out. This would be genius. Considering Booster Gold's whole thing is time travel, I think that this, I mean, the subtleties or the not-so-subtleties of this, I think, would be brilliant. Because... Honestly, I know everybody has their opinion. I feel the James Gunn situation, I don't think he should have been fired at all. I feel like if you say things in poor taste, but I think there's a statute of limitations on it. I think after a decade passes by and you say, look, I'm not that person anymore. This isn't who I want to be. I don't think that you should have your 
kind of career obliterated for that reason. And I think having Booster Gold with the comedy and James Gunn being in, able to bring in kind of that Guardians-esque, like, jerk but funny jerk and lovable kind yeah. of outsider. I think this would be brilliant. I think I, it's brilliant. I think that, uh, and again, I don't want to harp on whether Marvel should have gotten rid of him or not for too long, but my bigger they problem with the situation is that they hired him in the first place after knowing all of this. Uh, I... I'm not mad that they hired him in the first place, but if you're going to hire him and you're aware of what he's done, you can't then fire him when he hasn't done anything further. That's, I mean, apparently you can. And to me, I'm sitting here going, Disney, issue. you're going to really say that like what somebody did a long time ago is indicative of who they are now. You guys made Song of the South, yeah, so, mm, which is which uh, still is a ride at your. I still don't <laughs> understand how that. I'm like, what, what, why? This is awful. This is awful. It's not not racist. It's the, just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So I'm sitting out. here going, okay, this seems incredibly hypocritical. Whereas I think, yeah, okay. So anyway, speaking with him for DC, DC though, I because think this is where he should be. And do you think that there are any other projects you could see him on, or Booster Gold is where your heart is now, and that's what you want? I could see him doing potentially a variety of different things, but I feel like the tone of this one is great. Bringing in that '80s comedy. I mean, we already know that he could do '80s comedy because true. It's the exact same tone. Imagine the music in Booster oh Gold. Oh my god, it would be so it'd good. Be so good. It'd Zia's, be gold. Yeah. Ah, gold record, gun. baby. Gold record. Zia's B. Lou says Gunn <laughs> could do Lobo, Green Lantern Corps, New Gods, Helping Ava, or Booster Gold slash Blue Beetle. Some great suggestions over there. Uh, I feel like there isn't a single title of a DC, World of DC movie that would come out that he'd be attached to that I'd be like, nope. I think Lobo or Booster Booster Gold would be the best, though. Yeah, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in. And Booster Gold, in a different way than Shazam, because it was actually announced on our original slate, but Booster Gold has been the movie that has been talked about for years now that just doesn't seem to have the right team. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. And uh, Pull the trigger on that, James Gunn. Bat Boy just says, Gunn shared links. Uh, Just know he crossed lines. His career should be over. Listen, I'm hearing you, and we are... I'm not... I don't disagree with anybody's opinions on this. It's your opinion, so I just want to share that everybody has their own when it comes to his career, and that makes sense. But if he was coming to the worlds of DC, which I keep wanting to call DCEU still, what movie (laughs) would you want to see him do? Or do you not think that his skill is right for DC? So that's what I want to hear from you guys in the comments. What would you like to see him do or nothing at all is your prerogative as well. Vince says, not really a big fan of Booster Gold. How? How are you not a fan of how, Booster man? Gold? Illy, but how? Don't understand. Uh, all right, let's move on, though, because we just don't know if he'll be doing it. I'm sure we'll have more news on that in the next coming months. Probably not weeks, but maybe months. You know what else we have news happening in the next few months, though? Flash is starting their production up. That's going to be in February, which is fascinating because this has now become the new movie that never would. It just was like, let's sign on these writers. Nope. Let's bring on these directors. Nope. Let's put John this Francis person. Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are the third, right? Yeah, we aren't we, they? We made, we, a good three? Of, we made a good amount of switches. 
But I understand Third why. Third time's the charm. Because remember, we were doing a Flashpoint, and then we weren't. So different directors are good for different stories. And it's genius to stay away from Flashpoint again for the same reason that we've been talking about. Yo, you don't want to read. 1,000%. Yeah, you we, don't want to We haven't re-boost. earned it. We haven't yeah. earned Flashpoint yet. What are we flashing from? What are we Flashpointing from? We haven't established the universe, we, so how can it we would change be characters yet? It doesn't even make Mm-mm. sense. So, <laughs> that yeah. sorry, I get very bitter about that. I'm I'm very upset that people want a Flashpoint movie. I would like a Flashpoint I movie, a Flashpoint in, 20, movie in 2025, yes. 2030. Like, give me time to chill with my characters for a little bit. We still haven't even seen Shazam or an Aquaman movie or any. Give just. Let me breathe, okay? I'm with you. Let me I'm breathe. with you. Let me breathe. Something I am really excited about. It doesn't about, need though. to be gone in a flash. We got some time. I'm I gotta sorry. T- that I got to tell you, good. that one was a force. Ah! I'm still, I'm still, I like that I'm still one. in, but um, <laughs> it was a speed force of a pun. Ah, how was that? I like that one. We're playing like off each one. other. It's really grooving now. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about this next story, though, because Birds of Prey announced a few weeks yeah. ago that they were going to be using a Batman villain. And then we got Black Mask as the announcement. And to me... Yes. Genius. Yes. Genius. I'm so in on this. Uh, I think that it totally fits perfectly. And it. I'm so glad that we're going to a character that we don't see as often that uh, can be all gangstery and probably Well, will part be, of the reason you can't see Roman is because his face is hidden with that black with mask. With the mask. It does make it challenging. <laughs> but I wonder what point in his uh, vigilantism... Actually, he's just villain. In his villainism, are we going to see him at? Does Has the mask already merged to his face? Or are we at the beginning? Is he trying him on? Has he gone full-blown gangster? Like, where in his journey are we coming in? I think it's going to be early because we haven't seen this character as fleshed out. We've seen him in the games, mm-hmm. um, which is where, I mean, on the comics, obviously, as well. But as far as mainstream, I think most people know from the, the different games, which are fun. But uh, I'm excited to see this character actually brought to fruition and I think it is a really good idea to have a villain that isn't so well known that he's going to pull focus from the female characters but also isn't a complete unknown character. Like I think having a complete made up character would just discredit this movie. Having it is weird though because Black Mask is so Batman-y. Batman, yeah, he's just so indicative of what Bruce Wayne would have been if he had gone off the rails and because they're so evenly matched it's basically the same kind of tech and the same kind of mentality and so it is weird to see black mask without batman it's going to be interesting how they do it but i feel like if anybody can do it it's going to be this team yeah yes yes and i'm in i'm in i like it a lot and uh casting wise any uh Hopes and dreams? You know, I don't know who I would even really want to see for this one. Because I have no thoughts on it. I would love to hear from you guys in in the chat right now or in the comments. Yeah, I, I don't even know who I would think to, to fill it. Because I kind of want somebody who got hasn't some... done any superhero films yet. Hmm, interesting. Scott Patterson says, I think Joel Edgerton. I love him. Daniel Craig. Mahershala Ali as Black Mask would be so cool and interesting to see in the Birds of Prey feature film. Uh, so the, those are some really crazy 
people to throw out there. So, you know, Aura says, I wish Catwoman was in this movie because of her history with Black Mask. This is the thing, though. I think they are going to bring in Catwoman for Gotham City Sirens. And you think they would keep Black Mask on? I think that they could have Black Mask Stay. come back. I think that that's a good way to introduce with Gotham City Sirens is to have the villains that have personal vendettas with Catwoman yes. bring that in because we also won't have Ivy yet and we'll bring her in with Gotham City Sirens. So I think having all of those ties with the Batman-verse I think that's... Yeah, uh, Brian Oliver says Jason Statham. As you know, ours says Tom Hardy loves doing weird voices and masks, so... But I'm your own little yeah. pun of yourself, uh, which I love. That pun is the bane of my existence. Sh- she's Graham. She's Graham. <laughs> chime pun. in with your casting. You let it be known. Oh, he's gone. He can't hear us anymore. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm here. I was going to say Sean Whalen, excellent character actor. I think he'd be great. Yeah. Or Robert Patrick. Maybe Robert Patrick. I thought you said Robert Pattinson at first, and I was very confused, but Robert Patrick makes sense. <laughs> Rupert Grint for Black <laughs> You never know. People take weird roles all the time, and they change their persona. Let's move on to talk a little Let's bit about Let's put all those in a backpack and zip it up. Or put a mask over it. Well, that was my transition into the next one. It wasn't oh, very crap. good. <laughs> I didn't even get it. No, I wasn't going to talk about that yet, though. First, Aww. I was going to. That's why. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I know where you're going now. What I wanted to say was that Wonder Woman is shooting in St. Oh, Andrew's yeah. Place in London, which is pretty cool. I love when I learn things about movies via Twitter. It makes me feel very on top of it. And that is why Twitter is amazing. I love Twitter it, it for that reason. It actually means something good. So these Wonder Woman photos, they really don't show you much except for a Warner Brothers van. The production uh, truck. Yeah, they're production It's basically trucks. like what I do on my. Instagram stories if there's an NDA where I'm like, look, there's production equipment. I have no idea what it's for. I'm doing something is basically what we're saying. Yeah, but you can't say much. But that's pretty cool. They seem to be uh, world traveling these days. Which, uh, as they should. But what you are transitioning us into... (laughs) What you are transitioning us into is an adorable little story of a boy who wanted to wear his Wonder Woman backpack to school. And his mom, while supportive of this decision, was incredibly nervous that he was going to get bullied. And uh, and she said, I admittedly have some fear for my sweet Isaac for how the world can treat someone who doesn't easily fit into stereotypes or who blazes their own path instead of following everyone else. She wrote that. And then she said, after he chose the Wonder Woman backpack, I asked if he was sure for his first day of school, not because the backpack bothered me, but because I imagined Isaac being made fun of at a new school when he had been so desperate to make new friends. And then Gal Gadot found this. She read the article from uh, Katie Alicia and tweeted saying, just read this article about breaking gender stereotypes by Katie Alicia. Such an important topic and something I believe in so strongly. I hope Isaac wore the crown because in the picture he was wearing also uh, the Wonder Woman crown, the tiara. The tiara. The, he wore the crown and his Wonder Woman backpack proudly to school. Hashtag Wonder Boy. Yes, I kind of cried during this. I couldn't even lie. She is the real life Wonder Woman, and I was so glad. I get so excited when I see little boys wearing the Wonder Woman logos because it's like, yes, yes, support, support all superheroes. Gender doesn't matter. It's the principle of wanting to help other people and having Wonder Woman say that all of everything that she does comes from a place of love and love defeating hate. I I I totally agree, and not just little boys, grown men. 
Yes. If you are somebody who reps a Batman t-shirt, then you rep a Wonder Woman t-shirt. For my brother's birthday, I sent him all Wonder Woman hoodies, new it. gear, all that. He was like, this is amazing. I'm like, you're 30, so I don't know if this should still be your attire totally, but I'm right there with you. So, yes. Yeah, like, all my clothes. I'm like, I can't every, say anything. Everything I, everything I own is I own. like that, too. I'm like, but, well, we work weird jobs. But, I yes. I love this. I really think this cute. is so sweet, and I just want to see him floss. I want to see him do the backpack kid dance with his Wonder Woman backpack. Oh, yes. I love <laughs> That. I can't floss, but I love watching people do it. Floss like with the lasso of truth, kind of. Oh, no, pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome. Let's go to some cyborg stuff because I have not heard that name in a while. The uh, Justice League actor Joe Morton shot more cyborg scenes that could end up in a solo cyborg movie. The solo cy- solo cyborg movie. Well, I'll say that five times fast. Solo cyborg movie. I can't. No, I really can't. Solo watch. cyborg movie. Solo cyborg movie. No, no, no it's, it, it really slipped very quickly. I hope you guys. You have home. to be half robot to say that correctly. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> at home, pause this video. See if you can do it. If you can record yourself, send it in. We'll play it next week. I just made that up, but maybe we will. Yeah, why not? Uh, and this is interesting because we initially had announced that movie for 2020. It seems like that movie is not even on the slate anymore. I have not heard about a cyborg movie in a long time. But Joe Morton, who had shot a scene, would not say what happened in the scene because it still might be canon one day and he doesn't want to spoil anything that might be. He definitely was adding some fuel to the fire, though, for the Snyder cut when he was like, oh, they completely changed the script. It's totally different. Everything that we shot, totally different. You don't even see it. And it's like, whoa, I was kind of mad he said that. I was like, yeah, same. Because I was like, do you not see people standing outside with signs being like Snyder cut like this is just adding fuel to the fire it was he was not just adding fuel he was adding gasoline yes and just pouring right in yeah it was not regular fuel he was not putting kindling on that fire <laughs> he dumped an entire thing of gasoline he's and like Vin, it was so diesel it light I don't really have thoughts about that we'll see if there is a cyborg movie one day we love Ray Fisher and we hope that there is so yeah and it makes sense they would say look we can't tell you what happened and what didn't air because it may air later. Yes. And that, I mean, that makes sense. Because they don't want to spoil it. Yeah. I will say, as someone who just watched Justice League, I think Cyborg, to me, was one of the most interesting potential backstories of the characters. Absolutely. I, I mean, his Cyborg. actual backstory from the comics is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And he is a very relatable character, and that's a strange thing to say about a cyborg. But he really, yeah. he's got a... That the half-machine is the most human, human of all of, of them. them. Yeah. You're like, oh. But it is totally. cool that he said, like, it was going to focus more on his family. It was going to focus on his origin and kind of, you know, which makes sense because it's his dad who created the suit for him and... Yes. I want to see, I, w- I do want to see that. I want to see it too. I want to see that too. And I also want to see Zachary Levi battle Superman because that's what yeah. he wants to do. Zachary Levi obviously being Shazam. Oh, he's your namesake, Jeff Graham. Shaz Graham. Uh, Shaz Graham is going to battle Superman. It's a, at a DC Movie News exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, no confirmation from Shaz oh, Graham. No, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, what did I just sign up He's for? Like, oh, no. What is this? So this was interesting from uh, from I was just going to say Henry Cavill, but that's what I was from. It's from Zachary Levi saying Shazam and Superman have iconic battles throughout the history of their comic book because, in fairness, Captain Marvel slash Shazam is the only one that could ever have a chance at beating Superman and has. Good research, by the way. Way to go, boy. Yeah. Listen, Cavill, I'm not trying to start anything, but don't start nothing. There won't be nothing. Yeah. 
That would be pretty fun to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that would be pretty awesome. I think we should see this one day, but not for another. Not for decade. We are, you know, I'm. I feel like five years, five, half right, a decade, right, five years. This five one because years. I feel like Shazam is going to be so complete. I have really high hopes for this movie. After seeing all of the press things that they've released, seeing clips from the trailer, I genuinely think that this is going to be the movie to watch, and I, pe- I people are going to ask for more Shazam. I completely agree, but I need Billy Batson to grow up a little bit before Shazam is fighting Superman, because he's so new to his powers That's true. that it wouldn't be a fair shot if we know that in Shazam, he's still Billy Batson, and he's getting his powers from the wizard. So you're telling me that in the next couple of years we will see him fight Superman who's been at this for a V long time. This is what I think. I think it's going to go Shazam, they'll have Black Adam, and then they'll have the two meet, and they'll have that movie, and then they'll have a follow-up after that, which is Shazam working with Superman, and then ultimately a battle kind of BVS style, but not BVS. I love it. No Marthas. No no Marthas. Are you listening to us? No more Marthas. Where did you hear that name? I can't. I can't still look at Marthas. <laughs> I, it, will, it will haunt me forever. Let's transition into some... I think it's time. It's time for... Let's see if Shiz Graham gets the hint. Yes! It's time Shiz for Graham. You killed it. Johnny is fine. It's True. really good cooking. It's delicious. And it's Christmas is very close. TV time. Yeah. This was probably the biggest news of the week and it's going in TV time which I adore Ruby Rose as Batwoman now we are very torn amongst the DC fans it's been a bizarre ride because I didn't think there was going to be as much anti-Ruby Rose as there was there is a lot of anti-Ruby Rose which is weird to me this happened after Orange is the New Black there was this huge backlash against her, and there's a lot of people who feel like she can't act. I think she's a good actress. I think this is good casting. We haven't seen that much of her. We saw her in uh, John Wick. We saw her in Triple X. We saw her in Orange is the New Black, and now we've seen her in The Meg. That is pretty much it. She's played uh, one of them being a convict, but the rest of them pretty badass, similar women in a lot of these. She's got an edgy look. She's a cooled girl. From badass to badass. Sorry, not uh, good. Actually, it was my favorite one today, probably. <laughs> I liked it a lot. And we don't know how deep her chops run. I will say that right now. We don't know. There's plenty of actresses out there that we don't know how how well that they can actually do this. But we do know she can perform a badass woman type, and that woman needs to be that. Yes, and I know a lot of people were kind of hating because they're saying, you know, this is the first LGBTQ character to really take the helm. We've seen other characters in other TV shows, but this is going to be the first time um, that she's going to really be taking the lead and have her own show. Yes. And this is what we were kind of alluding to earlier, is that she's going to be introduced in the crossover episodes this year, which I'm excited about. I think that's a good way to introduce her. Me too. And what's, she still doesn't isn't guaranteed to have her own standalone series. It's not guaranteed. It does it's seem as assumed if, yeah. it's probably going to happen, which is so weird because... 
I feel like a lot of bisexual women are all like, yeah, go Ruby. And all the lesbians are like, no, no Ruby. And I don't know why, but I've had this argument with like all of my friends. They're like, oh, well, of course you like Ruby. And I'm like, she's good. She's just good. I know that they just like her. When they put out the casting for this, they were looking for somebody who was a part of the LGBTQ community. And she is. She is. But for some people, people she's not LGBTQ enough, which is. (laughs) Which to me is a, me is a slippery slope, but everybody's entitled to their own opinion on that one. I know a lot of people are also upset that she's not a redhead. Uh, that's a weird thing to be upset with, my dudes. Yeah, you can get a wig really easily. CW does have a history of having really crappy wigs, though. So that's hopefully true. they invest Killer a Frost. little bit of money into this. Oh, God. <laughs> it got better as she became more better. permanent, though. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Ivan Soto, smart. Sarah Lance on Legends of Tomorrow is the first bisexual lead on DC. So how is Batwoman first? Well, Sarah Lance is not... Uh, it's not that she's not the lead, but she's an ensemble cast. It's not called Sarah... It's not called White Canary. That's right. Not it's the name not of her. The show. She's not helming the show. So that's what Elena means. Obviously, over on Black Lightning, too, Thunder is a member of the LGBT community. We've got plenty of characters, actually, in the CWDC shows. I don't mean plenty. It does seem weird, though, that Ruby just, Rose has kind of become, like, the poster child, which is, like, there are other people in there the community. Are. But there are, but I think let's give her a I shot. it's good casting, yeah. Let's give her a shot. Don't Dave, crap on her until you watch it. I David Rappaport has not done us wrong yet, so uh, he obviously saw something in her, and I'm excited to see our Batwoman. Uh, what I'm upset about this week, actually, though, was not this. What I'm upset about is such a weird thing. Grant Gustin is being body shamed. Which is like, what? He is gorgeous. So first of all, everyone shush. There was a poster, there was a picture that was taken that he didn't even know was taken that was of him in his suit. And he looks very skinny, is what people are saying. This is the thing, though. He is not even that skinny. And the fact that he even had to come back and had to address this at all and to have to talk about how, like, he has a fast metabolism and it's hard for him to gain weight and he's having to defend his own physique... Never, never should an actor have to do that, especially somebody who has proven their chops. This is his show. I don't even he want to spend the any more time on it because it's ridiculous. How it's about dumb. we be nice to each other? How about we treat our uh, villains and our uh, heroes and everybody involved with kindness because they're people? Yes. They're people. I love his quote, too, when he said, I went to an audition for a role I never dreamed I'd actually book, but here I am five seasons later. I'm happy with my body and who I am, and other kids who are built like me and are thinner than me should be able to feel the same way. Boom. Snaps to you, Grant, 100%. Boom. And also to anybody who body shamed him, just like just shush. Just go off the internet for a little bit. You take yeah. a time out. We need you to take a time out. Doom Patrol revealed. You're beautiful. They revealed their, that was a great note, their <laughs> villain. Maybe I should stop singing on this show. I, I, I know you guys don't love it. Mr. <laughs> Nobody, a.k.a. Eric Morden, will be the villain on Doom Patrol. I have to say I don't have many thoughts on this. Elena, I any... think a lot of people are just like, who's the villain yeah. going to be? It's got to be somebody. And they're like, joke's on you. It's nobody. Wow, you've been waiting all show for that one, 1,000%, and I'm not even mad about it. That I'm actually not... just popped in my head, and I apologize. There's no way that just it popped really in did. your head. No, you've been thinking That was about the that. moment of doom. That was the true Doom Patrol. That was the moment of Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Another moment of Doom Patrol is that they cast their cyborg, which yeah. is wild. I was talking about before how the TV doesn't let to like to uh, step on the movie's toes, but we needed that for our Doom Patrol. I think his name is actually pronounced um, 
Javian, not Jovian. I I haven't figured this out yet. Wade, I've heard every single broadcaster say it differently. I thought it was Jovian Wade, but yeah, maybe but I'm wrong. I don't think it's a J O sound. I think it's actually a J. Javian, like Javian, something like that. I, I'm telling you, I spent 20 minutes on this, and I was like, you know what, my dude, I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> Everybody has so far, and uh, we will figure it out. He's an English actor. I don't know him particularly well, so I cannot be excited or not excited by this. He was, uh, he's been in some British shows, and some people know him, some people don't. I'm one of the people who don't. So I, I mean, he was on yeah. EastEnders. Yeah, everybody's been on EastEnders. Though. That's true. I'm I, like EastEnders is kind of like the if you're British and an actor, you've been on EastEnders. I, I want to be British and on EastEnders. <laughs> can, can we make that happen? That'd Finally, I know, Elena, you do the Preacher After Show. Yes! Yo, this season's so dope. This season is so dope. We got even. some swole nuns this week, like bench-pressing nuns, like kicking butt. It's so I was into it. wild. Well, how are you feel? Speaking of LGBTQ stuff... How are you feeling about Cass? I love it. I love it. I feel like they've made allusions to him having been with men and women his entire 119 years that he's been living. Absolutely. So I think this makes perfect sense. And that, but, but how can you love it when you know who this... This is... I like the idea of it now, but I do feel like it is going to be extra heartbreaking when... Oh, it's going to be so sad. When Cass figures out who he is. that Icarus is not... It's a little bit more procarious than ecarious. Am I right? <laughs> you that are, one, I was, you are right. I was proud of that you were, one. <laughs> you were preparing that one, at least, for sure. For sure. That one also popped in. I apologize. Uh, but, it didn't pop in. You you nailed it. So I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that Tulip is not overcast and is like, you need to go check, see how he's doing. Come on. We've got to be there for him and Jesse's like which is exactly how Jesse is in (laughs) the comics and I'm like yes you're nailing this and their dynamic that is very true to the comics well the storyline has gone completely off the trio is dead accurate it's so good and I love too that kind of the ABC storyline has been switched up a little bit and they've had basically just an A and B storyline because the third one is all happening before the opening credits, which is the saint going to get Eugene, Eugene. and get Hitler. And all of those, which I love, too, because the saint has basically lived his storyline before the credits. So keeping all of this structurally, brilliant show. Brilliant. Uh, yes. I never thought I I'd be saying that a show times. with Hitler on it is brilliant. Like well, now it, that they're showing what a trash so Hitler is, it, it's goodness. like, there we go. It's about time. Uh, Lena, last thing uh, <laughs> from the chat is that they want you to have a pun jar. I think we're going to have to get you a pun jar that you're going to have to put. I'd get so poor. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe you take money out of the pun jar every time. Oh, okay. Donate to my pun jar fund. Yeah. <laughs> we're start, we are now my... starting a GoFundMe for Elena's pun A GoFundMe. How come I didn't think of that? That was like a, a layup. Jeez. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you were not here live with us and you would like to join us live again, Fridays, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are always here. We love you guys. I'm at Roxy Stryer. Don't forget to follow Jay Quasto, our fearless leader, Johnny, at Adam Gertler, at Mike Kalinowski, and of course... And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan, on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. And if you're going to be in Hawaii at the end of this month, buy your tickets to Amazing 
amazing Comic-Con Aloha. I'll be there. And also, Roxy didn't say it, but you should definitely get on her Patreon. Yeah, I have a Patreon. I'm so confused about how to be a millennial, but I'm learning. And so I got a Discord this week, and I'm going to add that to one of my Patreon tiers, which sounds like gibberish, but I swear I'm making it work. And I'm doing all different reviews. Some of them behind a paywall. Some of them aren't. So patreon.com slash Roxy Stryer. Get on those tiers and get rid of those tears. <laughs> Shaz- Graham, if the people want to keep up with you, where can they find you? Thanks, y'all. Great show. You guys can find me online at uh, Jeffrey C. Graham on Twitter. And I have to say, I co-host a show with Roxy that's also on the Popcorn Talk called The Unproduced Table Read. And the script we wrote today is about comic book store owners, and it's hilarious and kind of inside baseball. And I have to say, those listening would really enjoy the show, despite the fact that our own Roxanne Stryer was not there. But that, that is true. That's okay. We missed you, but it's a great show. Check that out. And I, I usually am there. Check out other she ones. Usually All right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.